For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poimen Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Thank the Lord, bless his name for his love and for his mercy. Wisdom indeed is the principal thing. So get it, get understanding. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, you have brought us here. And there's a reason behind this gathering. Let every purpose and counsel for us today be fulfilled. Bless us and strengthen us with your power. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Right, 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 right. Short message, and then we go home and live happily ever after. Some people, when I say short message, they start to laugh. I don't know why. It's like this one, as you are saying short, it's not going to be that short there, but you may never know. Well, it's a blessing to be in church, and um, I want to tell you that you are in the right place. There are many places you could have been this morning, but being here is a decision that is backed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that blessed are they whom the Lord chooses and causes to approach. Sometimes you are chosen, but you are not provoked and caused to come. So when you are caused to come, there is a blessing in it. And everybody here, God has touched your heart. That is why you are here. And this morning, he is going to speak to you. Only two people are in the church. Responding and saying amen. Amen. Beautiful. Wonderful. Those who believe, say an amen to it. Beautiful. Well, this morning, I'm still sharing on fruitfulness. And I believe that everybody here wants to be fruitful. You see, last week I was telling you that naturally, when you assess yourself and you don't see progress, you are not happy. Nobody wants to be at the same place for a long time. If you are in school and you are in your class and they repeat you and your mates go ahead, and then the next academic year, they repeat you again, I tell you, the next thing is that you don't want to be in school. You won't be happy. You don't understand it. Why? Because you want to advance. We want to be fruitful. I mean, look at us. We were once babies. And when we were babies, our parents loved us. And I mean, babies are very cute, you know. How, when, when you hold them, it's, it's a very nice feeling, I tell you. When you have babies and you hold them, you know, it's very nice. In spite of their crying and all their things, there's a nice feeling to it. Mothers and fathers, are you here? Yeah. But you see, when the baby doesn't grow, it becomes a problem. 
even though you like its cuteness and you admire the stage they are in, you don't want the baby to remain the same. Can you imagine at your age, 25, you are still sucking breast? I mean, which breast will you be sucking at this stage? It's not normal. Yeah. You should have progressed. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, you see, the natural law is fruitfulness. We have to grow. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is why nobody is content. If, if you're a father, you've married, you have children, you can't pay school fees, you can't pay rent. I'm telling you, you'll be depressed. Your wife will say good morning and good morning becomes a fight. I'm telling you. You, it's not because you are bored with the good morning. What you are thinking about is not good morning. The pressures of life. And sometimes some, some fathers get angry when, I mean, things are asked. Please, we need money for transport. Hey! You remember me? It's like, hey. Because, you know, there's no money and there's pressure. The man himself is not content. So when you also ask for things, it, it unsettles him. You see, because naturally nobody wants to have nothing everybody wants to be able to provide that's that's the desire to be fruitful Eh? when women marry and you know everything is all right with them biologically and they try and try and try and try and children are not coming it's not easy for them yeah it's not easy for them at all do you get what i'm saying yeah so God has put in every one of us a seed. And that seed is meant to be fruitful. Every seed germinates and bears fruit. Every branch that bears, yeah. He purges it. Much. So the rich gets richer. And the poor gets poorer. Because when you are poor, it means that you are unfruitful. So your unfruitfulness become more. I'm telling you. And it's not a good state to be in. Yeah. Those who have money get more money. That's what happens. And those who are poor get poorer. The rich countries get richer and the poor countries get poorer. The, the rich countries are, are, are employing their citizens. They are expanding their economy. And the poor countries are borrowing. Telling you. And shaking their economies. Businesses are collapsing. Hmm? So, you should not love and desire to be in a bracket of people who are unfruitful. Yeah, last week, we were talking about supernatural laws of fruitfulness. And I gave you four of them. I wanted to move on, but I feel that I have to finish with the last one. There are five of them. And I think I gave you four of them. So, I want to finish with the last one and then we'll be done with the syllabus for today. <laughs> Next week is exams. Yeah, we'll see those who pass the exams as serious Christians. Yeah, bring your pens and papers. I'm going to ask you questions and you will answer them. Gladys, are you ready? Yeah. Some of you, when you hear exams, then you run away from school. When you hear exams, they, they check to do we write exams. Yeah, it's a Bible school. We are learning, so we should write exams. Now, Isaiah chapter 5, that was our scripture for last week. They've brought it back. Beautiful. And 
in Isaiah chapter 5, from verse 1 to 7, that's what we read, but you can continue reading. Some of you, I know, when I finished from verse seven, at verse 7, you also finished. Just as you have been in school, that's how you are in church. You don't learn ahead. You don't study. You don't ask questions. You don't challenge yourself. What teacher says is finished. And what teacher says cannot let you pass exam. What you understand and what you are to what teacher has said is what helps you. So, search the scriptures daily. And we can't come here and read the whole Bible. You will sleep the way you are. You will sleep. Yeah. So, you two, you should go home and go and continue reading the Bible. Many Christians don't like reading Bible. Some of you, the whole year, you have not even read uh, 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 the book of John. Chapter 1, 2, and 3 on your own. If you want to be a Christian, read the book of John. Only the book of John. Yeah, when you read only the book of John, something will happen to you. A spirit and a power will come upon you. Yeah, the book of John. It's one of the best books in the New Testament. My favorite books are Genesis. As for Genesis, don't joke with it. Eh? Yeah. Everything in life is in Genesis. All the issues that we are confronted with now, you can find it in human nature. The wickedness, selfishness, evil, and all those things is exposed. Yeah. It's more than a, 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 what's it called? How do you call this thing? Series that you watch. Soap operas. Yeah, series. Everything in life is in Genesis. The beginning. Yeah, beautiful. So, we established four laws last week. And the first one was the law of the supernatural fence. We established that God has built a fence around us. You know, every fruitful field has a defense. When you see something that produces, the first thing that guarantees production is defense. You have to be protected. Whatever investment goes into you has to be protected. And you see, God has also set those things in order. America is trying to build walls to prevent migrants from entering their country. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not even Donald Trump. Even Joe Biden sees that we have to do it. That, that countries have borders and the borders give you a sense of protection. So you have the army, you have the navy, you have the air force. The army guards your land borders, the navy water, and then the uh, air force are in the air. Gambia doesn't have air force. You have air force. Which uh, airplanes? Do you have uh, airplanes for your military? This my country. This our country, our beloved country. Our God is our protector. Angels are protecting us. I tell you. <laughs> hey, I tell you. They are, they are building one. I'm told that they are building one. TK, do you know that they are building one? So we want to see, we want to see uh, Gambia Air Force with, with their own hangers and with, with jet fighters. And trained pilots. Eh? Trained pilots. And then Navy. Do you have Navy? Gambia Navy. Wow. You see the way their mouths are. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Navy. Okay. I, I'm here to see them. So, okay. Maritime. Strong Navy. Gambia is surrounded by water. So we should have. Navy. Then we know about the regular army, the battalion, the ground troops. Yeah. Because you see, first of all, it is important to have a defense. When you build your house, you have a demarcation that shows that this is your territory. 
in some countries, they, do, they don't build walls like we do, but they know their boundaries. You see, it is, it is a sense of security. This is where I operate, and my investment and my everything is within this, so I have to protect. So it's, it's, it is a natural law. So anything that must come out of you has to be protected. We have boundaries around us, and God has set us so. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because he wants you to be fruitful. That's why when you find yourself somewhere, you see, it means that it is God who has placed you here. And do you know that there are people who are from foreign countries who come here and they prosper even more than they would have prospered if they were in their country? Yeah. Yeah. You two, you are here. You don't see, it's like when they give you, when they bring an aeroplane and they say, look, we need people to go to Afghanistan. I'm telling you, some of you, you will jump in hey, before you ask, where is Afghanistan? <laughs> but you are looking for an escape. You, you are not happy where you are. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't understand these laws, you see, many people feel vulnerable and exposed because they don't know the boundaries around them. God has given us protection. It means you can be fruitful wherever you are. Amen. You see children who go to schools that are very expensive. Some schools, eh, their term fees can pay 10 children. One term fee for some schools for a child can pay 10 children for an academic year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one, one child's school fees for one term in a certain school, even here, can pay 10 children for a whole academic year. But you see, the fee payment is not what guarantees the success of the child. So sometimes you see children whose, whose parents pay expensive fees for them and they go to school and they become unfruitful. Then you see people who are in schools that if you go, you wonder whether it is a school. Or a crowd. Do you know what a crowd is? Go and search. <laughs> but sometimes some of the children from these schools are the ones who rise up and become leaders. Then the people who go to these expensive schools with suits, <laughs> with designer shoes, designer belts. I mean, when you see their, their lunch in, in their school, you would think that you have come to a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Some schools are nice, oh. I'm telling you, proper lunch. And then they come out unfruitful. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. You see, that's why you shouldn't look at certain things to limit yourself. There are things you have to believe in. Our upbringings are different. When you start making comparisons, you have started making mistakes in your life. What you have to believe as your foundation is what you can do with even with the little that you have. That's why when you, when you find yourself in an environment where there is little, it doesn't mean you have little. It means there is opportunity. Every opportunity starts with a little favor. So, so there are people living in a, a, a developed countries who don't prosper. And there are people living in so-called undeveloped countries who prosper. Yeah. It's not traveling that makes people prosper. I have friends who have traveled who, who cannot come back. 
Yeah. If you ask them for tickets, they can't buy tickets. They can't buy tickets. Some of them can't even rent a home. Yeah. Or win. Oh, man. Telling you. Life is not easy, you know. When your fences are removed, your defenses are down. And God has set a certain order around our lives to protect us. And you have to believe it. You have to believe it. Number two was the law of supernatural removal of stones. We talked about stones as impediments and obstacles. Life prevents, or sorry, presents obstacles, limitations. Sometimes how you have been brought up is a limitation. Well, some of you, as you have been brought up in your home, maybe you have never seen your father, absentee father. So you don't know what it means to have a father speak to you. You have somebody who corrects you, somebody who leaves you. Sometimes some of you, your fathers are there, but they are not fathers. They are men. Yeah. There's a difference between fatherhood and yeah, being a man. Yeah, they don't know how to be fathers. They don't provide for you. They are not interested in your life. One daughter, one lady in our church many years ago graduated and she was happy. We said, go and tell your father. The, father, the question the father asked was, what did you do? He didn't know the course that the girl did. And didn't even know that the girl had graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he has lived his life like, he, he, he doesn't have any responsibility. And the mother, Gladys, sit up. Uh-huh. Be in the service. Wonderful. Like, the women, some men leave their children to their, to their mothers. And they go and produce other children. And they, they leave them too. And they go on like that. Hmm? You, are, you are bored with the woman. So, you won't look after the children. You are not a, a father. Even if you are upset with the woman, the children are from your loins. Take care of them. Take care of them. Some people don't understand it. So sometimes you too, you grow up and you are bitter. You have uh, anger, hatred. You have disrespect towards authority. I mean, because your mother, to her, she was bringing you up every day, insulting your father. So you have learned what it means to be abusive. As a, as a young child, you don't respect authority. You know how to confront and to stand up against authority. So you have learned it. So it is a handicap. And when you, anywhere you will operate, I'm telling you, if you have to do well, you have to learn to submit. If you go to school without submission, you can't do well. That's why some children, because of their attitude, they don't do well in school. Not because they are not intelligent. Discipline. They lack discipline. They can't be corrected. Then sometimes in school, in, in the workplace, you see they can't submit to bosses. Always have issues. Sometimes when they get into marriage, marriage, you see, a man and a woman, the man loves the woman. When you love somebody, you submit to the person. That's what it is. And when you are a woman and you also love a man, the Bible says submit. So we are all in submission to each other. But many men don't understand it. Like we are the boss. So there are some men, their wives can't say anything. It's like you have married a, 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 a horse who is always just there like that. When you sit on it and you whack the uh, ass, then it starts moving. That's not a woman. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I saying something wrong? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. The way you are laughing. You, some, some, in, me, look, let me tell you something. As a pastor, I've seen marriages where the man should not think. It's the woman who should think. Because if you leave the man to think, you are lead, lead, leaving them to a ditch. Because the man doesn't have proper brains. Yeah. The intellect is very low. Comprehension and apprehension is very low. And it, it is, you know, some successful companies are run by women. Women are not stupid. There are presidents, prime ministers who have, who have uh, 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 women who have led countries. Risen up and led civilizations and, and changed things. Yeah. Yeah. There are women who can preach. Many men don't like it when women preach and do something in the, in the, in, in, in the church. They say, the, uh, uh, Paul said that uh, women should not preach. It's only Paul who said that thing. No, but Jesus Christ didn't have such a problem. When Jesus was born, there was a woman called Prophetess Anna in the temple. She was seven. It was not a problem. Deborah was one of the judges in the book of Judges. The judges that God raised in those days. Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. Led men. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, oftentimes our environment exposes us. In some cultures, women, you see, women, it's like you are, they are treated like second class citizens. Many years ago, Saudi Arabia did not respect the rights of women in so many ways. But you see, as, as they go there, they've realized that women are vulnerable. Look, their women are one of, the, one of the most educated women in the whole of the Islamic kingdom. You are sitting here, you are following your religion and you won't take your children to school. All you, 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 you read them for men to marry at a young age. And you see some, some pa- parents throw their children to idiots. In the name of marriage. Yeah. It's like a woman is only good for. I've had parents who feel that it is, it is a waste of time to educate a woman because she will end up marrying and giving birth. I mean, how can you reason like that? So you see, it's a great handicap. So it diminishes resources. Every country, the greatest resources are not the gold and water. It's the human beings. If we don't think, well, that's why we, our resources are poached and taken away from right under us and we are poorer. Impediments, removal of stones, the things that are hindrances that makes us unfruitful. When we come into the church, you see the teaching, as you are hearing preaching, eh, some of you, eh, it is more than any university that you've, you will go to. Or some of the things that we say to you, you won't hear it in university. Practical. God's wisdom supersedes mathematics, English, economics, literature, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. The wisdom of God, it perfects you and prepares you to do well wherever you are. Don't be somebody who is biased. You come, you see, many years ago, we started a church in a community and we had a lady, she was a doctor and she we used to, it was a satellite church, so we go there very early in the, in the community. And then we go and do outreaches and mobilize them 7 o'clock to 8.30 before we go to our main church from 9 o'clock. And then people would come. Some of the men were offended that a lady is standing in front and leading worship. A doctor. You see, the fact that it's a lady, why should a woman be 
There was a man that were invited. He said, why should a woman be standing there and, and, and singing for us? See, where, where from this? And you know the, 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 the annoying and the irony of all these things. He was working in a company whose CEO was a woman. I said, I said you, are, you don't have a problem working and your boss is a woman. But when you come to church, a, a lady who is leading worship and singing, you are offended. So you will receive. But the, the woman who will pay you salary eh, and call you and then you say, yes, madam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, many people come into the presence of God with stones in their mind. Yeah, the thinking is not right. So it doesn't make you fruitful. I mean, just imagine if you have a mind that a woman shouldn't be your leader. You get a job, your boss is a woman. So because of that, you won't listen to the person. What, what does it mean? Yeah, that's how odd it is. But when we are in the church, some people don't think that way. But some people feel offended. Why are the women wearing trousers? What should they wear? What should they wear? If you want us to go into doctrine, we will teach you that even even us, what we are wearing, it's not proper. Number three was the law of supernatural investment. You see, look, everybody must have a sense of productivity. Christians, many of you are limited. You see, prayer produces results, but prayer itself is not enough to make give you accomplishment if you pray for prosperity you have to practically do things that will prosper you don't sit down and then you think that i'm going to be a millionaire then you have lifted up your shoulders like a coat hanger you are walking around and claiming uh, prophecies of riches lazy man i passed by the fields of the lazy man whose field was grown with wheat don't like work. You see many guys who, who are dreamers. They don't like work. You don't want to do anything. You think that, look at, that's why you see sometimes some people even think that the church, eh, we are not helping you because everything, prayer, prayer, prayer. You, you see, every, it's not everything that is prayer. We, we are very practical people. If, look at this. If we want to buy land, do we gather here and pray for one year to buy land? Eh? What do we do? We look for money. <laughs> we raise money. Yeah. We work. We bring our money. And then we go and negotiate and buy the land. If like, let's pray for one year and see somebody who call and say, I have a 200 acre land. Come and take. That's your dream. Doesn't happen that way. When you want to build, you have to go on the field. You have to be practical. Yeah, yeah. Go to school. We, you see, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved of God unto God. And workman that needeth not to be ashamed of the gospel, rightly dividing the word of truth. Some of you, the fact that you didn't go to school, eh, you, you can't comprehend issues. And, and that's why many Christians, when they sit in the church, they don't understand a lot of things that are being said. Because you don't make any effort to study the scriptures on your own. If, if some of you take God's word seriously, when we are speaking, you stand up with joy in your heart. And you will see that what we are saying is confirming what God is also telling you. How can you have God's word and be unprofitable? Yeah, you have gone to school. You have degree certificates on your wall. Plenty. You are showing it off. Nothing but degrees. Yeah. I used to do some work for a university. And, and there was one of their faculty uh, uh, professors, a Greek department. When you go to his office, hey, he has displayed his... Uh, 
certificate. I'm telling you, it's a wall like this. And the whole place. I'm telling you, that's his pride. <laughs> he doesn't have a farm. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't have a farm. He has not bought any land that he has even planted tomatoes. Theoretical. There are people who own hectares of farm. They have never entered university. And they are feeding millions of people across the world. And you are boasting yourself in your things on the wall. You are not practical. And you feel that you know. Yeah. The wisdom of God is very practical. Yeah. Very, very practical. Some of you, you live like, I don't know whether you are uh, 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 aliens or you come from another planet. It's almost as if here you can't do nothing. But just be a dreamer. No, no. Life is not like that. Make investments. Invest. Study. Know things. Ask questions. Yeah. Take risk. Yeah. Read. Ask questions. God, he, he wants to build you up. Number four. The supernatural tower. The law of the supernatural tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And they are safe. God has established us in strength. Go back and go and listen to the message. I don't want to go back to it. Let's go to point number five. And then we are going home. My time is even gone. I have 15 minutes. Yes. 15 minutes. I told you that is a short message. 15 minutes. The law number five is the law of the wine press. Let me explain it. You see, in Isaiah chapter five and verse number, let me read from verse one and then we go to two. Let's go to verse one. It says, now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. Last week I was telling you. You see, this, this, this prophecy is describing the church. The fruitful hill is the church of God. That there is no reason why. You see, we are being exposed to where we are spiritually. That once you belong to the church, you should naturally be fruitful. Yeah. Once, once there are some countries when you, when you are born there, your, your life is different. The fact that you are born in certain countries, Charlie, some things not going to happen to you. I'm telling you. <laughs> you will go to school. You won't pay any school fees. You will not fall sick and look for any medicine. Any, you won't lack any basic thing. They've structured the economy to provide for you. When you start working there, you also pay taxes to support the system again. Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's like we are fruitful. That's why many of us want to live here because where we come from, you know what happens here, you know. <laughs> yeah, you are born into the, a handicapped environment. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you when you are in a country where the whole country has less than seven hundred doctors, you have to realize that look where you are. You need God for health. Yeah, man. <laughs> a whole country has less than seven hundred doctors. Registered, and it's even possible that out of that 700, so many of them have traveled. So, the real number at work, you can't even that's why many places don't have doctors. You go and meet nurses who are bored, who have not paid well, <laughs> administering uh, 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 <laughs> health. I'm telling you, give you diagnosis uh, and medication and things and complicate your problems. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah. It, 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 you see, it is, it, is, it is something you should acknowledge. Many of you are not patient with God. You are in a hurry. 
And once you are with God, it doesn't matter the country that you are in. Look at me here. I'm happy. I have friends who are in America, who are in Canada. The life I have, they don't have it. It's not about money. It's about spiritually understanding where you are located and be productive. That's what I was telling you that there are people who have left their countries and they've made life here. Even though you think there's nothing here, they will never go. They will go for holidays and come back and work because this is the place of fruitfulness for them. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to believe God. The church is a fertile ground. It is the pillar and the ground of truth. When you understand it, it changes your life and brings stability in many things that you are doing. All right? Beautiful. Number two, verse two, sorry. He says, and he fends it. That's, that's the, uh, the, 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 the supernatural law of the fence. The fence, then he gathered the stones there of removal of the stones and planted it with the choicest invest, uh, vine. That's the investment. Planting, sowing seeds, doing work. You have money, you want to travel. People pay 100000 to sit on a canoe and travel. You must be mad. There are people who have come here with less than that money and started businesses and they've prospered. You don't know. Yeah, go and sit in a canoe, and you may even die. People sell their lands and pay for visa. They've sold land two hundred thousand to pay for visa for one body, one person to go. When the person goes, he'll come and look after everybody. When they go, ten years they can't send money. Hmm. Built a tower in the midst of it, the law of the tower, and also made a wine press therein. This is the one we are on today. What does it mean to have a wine press? Now, look at the scripture. The same scripture we are. He says, and he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. Now, let me explain something here, and everybody pay attention. If you get this, you have understood the message, and then we can go home. When you plant grapes. You expect grapes. And when it sows wild grapes, it means what has come out is not what you expected. Is that not so? Now, if you have the grapes, it is not the end. It is the beginning of your fruitfulness because the, the grapes itself can also lead to something else. The wine press represents the ability to turn the grapes into something f- more uh, pleasant. So, so we, you know, a bottle of wine is more expensive than, yeah, grapes. Because value has been added to it. That's why Africa, we, you see, G- Gambia produces cashew and granite. We chew it and use it for soup. <laughs> Some people take it away and by the time they package it and bring it back to you, small grams, you pay $150. Meanwhile, a bottle full of gram nuts is $200. (laughs) Yeah. Value has been added. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, many of you, it's like when you work, and you are paid. That's the end. I'll buy a fridge. I'll buy a TV. 
I'll buy fan. I'll buy decoder. I'll buy shoe. Your money is finished. You are borrowing for transport. You are borrowing for food. Hey! Where is your wine? From the grape. You say you are a lawyer. Eh? So what? There are lawyers who are poor. And there are lawyers who are rich. Because it is not only the profession they live on. Do you understand? They live on the understanding that we can invest in this wisdom and expand ourselves so many ways. You see, you can be a teacher, but you have other things that you are doing. You can be selling charcoal, but you have other investments. I was telling you the other time, um, a charcoal seller has raised lawyers and doctors. Do you know why? You, you are looking at the woman, laughing at her. She looks black every day. Dirty all the time. But as she's selling the charcoal and, 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 and supplying people, eh, she's bought lands that she's built houses. She's, she's, she's rented shops, done things. So at the end of the month, <laughs> this one is coming, this one is coming, this one is coming, this one is coming. Yes, you, you are here. Yeah. All you think about is shine your face. You, you can polish, Gambian women can polish their face more than any race. You know, you know how, how to celebrate. You will do your, a, a baby, you, you are dedicating a baby, you are doing a party for grown-ups. You have bought alcohol that your baby can't drink. Yeah. You have, you have killed a cow. The baby is only sucking breast milk for five minutes. It sleeps. Yeah. Bought a cow and a pig. Roasted one with pepper, one with garlic and ginger. Yeah. And you see, you have invited your friends and you have rented speakers with music and they are dancing. Boom, boom, cha. Boom, cha. Then the baby is asleep. It's like I'm not interested in any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, I tell you that 10 minutes more. Matthew chapter 21. I don't want to start this. If I start this, I really want to end my message. Matthew 21, 32. Matthew 21 and verse 32. Hey, is it so? Third, um, let me be sure. Matthew 21, 33. Go to 33. 20, go to 33, yeah. 33, beautiful. Hear another parable. Jesus is speaking. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about. Now, I want you to see something. When we read Isaiah, you see, God's prophecy to the church was that I am building you a fence and a hedge. And he digged a wine press in it and built a tower. So you see the things that were in Isaiah. The wisdom has been put to use 
to activate a certain blessing. You know, what happens is that many of us, as we have been around, we set ourselves in positions where we want to be fruitful. You think, you are exposed, you understand things, so naturally, you want to do things that will generate income, resources, whatever it is. Many people have that thing. There's, there's a lot of activity. Some of you are in school. Some of you are trying to do business. Some of you are, I mean, Charlie, moving around, you know. You call it what? The hustle. It's on. You're trying something. Okay? Yeah. So there was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and dig the wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husband men and went into a far country. So it's the same processes. It's like God has set certain things for us. The hedge is there. The fence is there. So it's like when you come, you, you, are, you are already privileged. And he has given it. Who are the husband men? We are the husband men. So it's like God has given you something to turn out profit for your life. Understand it. That's what he has done. An investment has been made for us and he has just handed it over to you. Just as was in Isaiah. And he left for a far country. He has left you. Do what you want to do. That's what happened to Adam. I've given you everything. Just be fruitful. Verse 34. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husband man that they might receive the fruits of it. Remember, the man has built a farm. He's built the tower. He's built the fence. Everything has been done. And the husband man, you have been put in. Work and let, make sure that uh, the grapes yield. Now, the grapes, the season has come. The, the fruits are ripe. So, the, the, the master comes and says that, I am coming to receive the fruits. Now, remember that in the same compound is the wine press. Wine press is different from the things that are... Wine press means that a factory that will process the grapes and turn it into wine. It is there. But your first step was that look after the tree, uh, water it, work, prune it, let it bear fruit. And once the fruit... Season is in. The master has come. He says, I'm coming to receive the fruit. Now, why do you think he's coming to receive the fruit? Because he has not taught you how to use the wine press. He himself is going to use the wine press to produce the uh, 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 wine. Your work was take care of this. Nature it. Prune it. Do this. But as for the profit and the processing of the things... I'm bringing in my own expertise to add value to what you have done. So that's why when you have something, giving it to the Lord is not losing it. Giving it to the Lord. You know, when you work, anybody, when you work, the first fruit of your salary goes to the state. Any salary you are paid, your your tax is deducted before you get your money. It's like you you have worked. At the end of the Month is your money, is that not so? But the state knows that it's not your money. When we give you all the money, we will have problems. Because the road that you are walking on, you didn't build it. 
the water you have, you are not producing it. The electricity you, you rely on, you didn't produce it. The soldiers who are protecting the country, you, you are not paying them. The police people who are keeping peace within. The navy who are protecting your sea uh, uh, boundaries. The air force who are in the air. All these people that are there protecting you. You don't have an idea how they are doing it. The master did it before you. So he's taking back something to expand you even the more. But there is also something in it for you. Verse 35. And the husband man took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Verse 36. Again, he sent other servants more than the first and they did unto them likewise. Verse 37. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, they will reverence my son. They will respect my son. Now, this man has given you something you couldn't have built yourself. You couldn't have owned. You couldn't have labored for. You know, you have dreams, but many of the things that build your dreams, they are beyond you. The structures that make your dreams come to pass, they are not your building. And some of the structures are the relationships, the exposure, the environment. These things are God-given. You see, so when God comes to you and is asking for something out of your labor, he is not depriving you of your fruitfulness. He is coming to add value. But many of us don't understand it. Immediately, you are called into accountability. You resist. One of the reasons why many of us are unfruitful is because we don't like to be accountable. You see, one of the responsibilities of leaders is to take away from people. That's why in developed countries, tax is important. Governments understand the principle of building by taxing everybody. Yeah. If you don't do that, you borrow. Our leaders don't understand it. So they borrow and make promises to you that they can't fulfill. Yeah. They themselves don't understand how to build. When you are in the church, ask yourself, what makes the church stable? It's not, you know, let me tell you something about prosperity. Prosperity is here on earth. When you finish this phase of your life and you go to heaven, you won't think about a car, a house, a what, aeroplane, all these things. It's over. <laughs> it is only on earth that God told Adam, prosper, replenish, be fruitful. In heaven, you go and enjoy. You go and enjoy. So, accountability is also here. If you miss it, you can't advance. And many of us resist it. When God sent his servants to come for the food, the people thought that it's like a wicked man has come to ask for our labor. So, they beat and killed the people. Because they don't want to give account. They think that what they have is what will give them uh, 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 joy and happiness. And God said, okay, if that's what they've done to my servants, let me now bring my son because they will remember me, the father, and respect my son. But when he sent his son, the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir. Now he is bringing the one who will take over everything that we have. Let us kill him. 
Let us seize on his inheritance. Do you know why they killed Christ? Because he said, I and my father are one. And they know that God possesses the earth. So if the son has come, everything is for him. And greedy men could not understand why they should allow this man to be walking around and claiming ownership and entitlement. Meanwhile, the son was not interested in anything on earth. He said, I come, I go and prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. I didn't come here to come and build a house, to come and marry, to come and look after my children, to come and build towers, to come and uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, buy aeroplanes and to be traveling all the world. He didn't go to New York. He didn't go to London. He didn't go to China. He didn't go to Dubai. He didn't go to any luxurious place in those times. He traveled nowhere, but he came onto his own. Yeah. He didn't he was so interested in an iPhone. Yeah. They didn't open a bank account. They didn't go to university. Yet they were scared of him. It's like this guy is coming to take everything that belongs to us. You see, that greedy mindset and that spirit of selfishness is still living with us. That's why we can't give back to get God to step in to make us productive. We are wicked. Just like this husband man. Oh yeah. They seized. He said let us kill him. And let us seize on his inheritance. When we finish him. Everything that is uh, 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 for him. Belongs to us. Verse 39. When the Lord therefore. Of the vineyard cometh. What will he do unto the husband man? Now he's asking the same people. He said look. No, no you just think about it. Somebody has given you a land with a tower, a place to stay. You and your family. He has given you a job. He has built a defense around you. The country you were born in, who chose it? The family you came from, who chose it? Your, 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 your gender and the things that you are, who gave it to you? Who made you who you are? Is he not worthy of any wages? The, la- the laborer is worthy of his wages. Is he not worthy to come to you and say, I need this from you? You don't understand giving anything back. The reason why Africa, you see, we, don't, we, our, our, we are very wicked people. You see, we are the ones who make our environment dirty. Then we blame government. Have you seen the president driving around and he will roll down and throw rubbish out of his car? He's going with speed. You are the one who is doing it. You finish and then you insult him. When you are told to keep your surroundings, it's an insult. What is your contribution? When I was following somebody, a, 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 a grown-up person, he, he ate bananas and oranges and threw them out. When I went by him and I looked at him, I said, you grown-up man like that, what you are doing, is it right? Oh! Karawera! Oh, yeah! Yeah, you don't understand it. You don't understand it. You are in the church. You give nothing. You contribute nothing. Yet you want what? You want greatness. I'm telling you. The reason why people people even demand a lot from their governments is because of what they give. They know. Yeah. 
Development comes with the contribution of the citizens. It doesn't come by borrowing from the leaders. The leaders have to go and look for money and come in. If all of us understand that I'm working, this is my quota. And, and you see, that's why government develop and sensible leaders make sure that everybody is working. If the unemployment rate goes high, they are worried. Because what it means is that a whole in, uh, uh, revenue is cut off. They are the, the, the budgets. They are expecting this man. They won't get it. You see, so when the church has to progress, whatever we do, it comes from you. When you give and we do things, it is your blessing. It's, it's supernatural. Any church where you see people prospering, it is their ability to understand the structures in place. Because ask yourself, those of you who don't give, what has your not giving done to the church? Our, our, whatever we have to do, we will do it. Rather, you are the one who doesn't benefit. Then you, and, and they are the ones who are harsh critics. Harsh critics. You make no contribution, but you know what you want. And, and we, want, we need this, we don't have it. We need this, we don't have it. Yeah. You are never satisfied. Many people don't like to give account. Look at yourself as you are sitting here. Yeah. Ask yourself. Yeah. If the church is of any importance and relevance to you, ask yourself, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? Ask yourself. If I'm like that, if God comes right now, and he comes, what will he do? Verse 41. They said unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen, which shall render him the fruits in their season. Now, the people themselves are giving judgment. It's like our friends cannot do that and walk away with it. You see, Jesus passed on judgment to all of us. When you, when you see, that's why in some countries, there are whistleblowers. When companies don't pay taxes, they go and blow whistle. They get a portion of the tax penalty. Yeah. Because what you are doing, you are t- depriving all of us from advancing. Yeah. Yeah. Companies. Yeah. It's a platform. They are doing something wrong. But you see, some of you, you don't understand it. You think it's only the pastor's work. You think it's only the pastor's work. Now, do you know that you have expectations of God? Do you know it? Does he not also deserve to have expectations of you? I've overshot my time. The wine press speaks of how your fruit will be used. You know, when you give, Anything you give to God, if it's your intellect, what God makes out of what you give is far more than you can turn out. I'm telling you. That's, that's, that's an invitation for supernatural presence. Yeah. Look at Solomon when he became a king. God appeared in a dream and asked him, what do you want? Then he said, I only need wisdom. And understanding. Wow. Nobody has asked for this. I thought that you would have asked for your enemies because your brothers wanted 
to be kings instead of you. They, would have, they wanted to kill you. They didn't like your mother because of how your mother came into the marriage. They didn't like you. Your father liked you. They didn't see why your father, one of the sons had even gone ahead to announce himself as the king so that everybody would accept it. David heard it and said, no, it is this one. So you had enemies. Then apart from that, your father David also had enemies outside who were after his life. And it's like, these people, they are all impediments, but you didn't ask for any of these things. You rather ask for wisdom, knowledge. And do you know what, what he did with the wisdom and knowledge? He sacrificed. He went ahead and he offered a, a bent sacrifice. The guy had a certain grace. And, and what he gave has never been given by anybody. It provoked God and God, God, God stepped into his life. Never lacked. Never lacked. Understand it. There is a place for all of us when it comes to fruitfulness. But are you ready to do your part? Are you ready? Then you sit here and you look at us and you laugh. You make no contribution with your intellect. You make no contribution with your money. You make no contribution with your body, with your presence. Even some people, it's like to offer themselves is difficult. You will be surprised where some people who are supposed to be here are and why they are not here. They went somewhere and gave themselves to something else. And this morning, they can't have the strength to come. I mean, can you imagine that we are at work? We are, take it that we are at work. Everybody is at their desk. You are not at your desk. Where are you? Hey, hey let's call him. What's happening? Oh, yesterday I went out. Ah, when I woke, I mean, I'm just even waking up. Your call was what even woke me up. Oh, dear. What's the time? Let me see if I can come. I don't feel like coming. You see, immediately you see somebody who doesn't want to progress. Yeah. But anybody who is serious minded will not joke with their work. Anybody who is serious minded will not joke with God. The whole world lives in denial and deception and thinks that God is secondary to our need. That's why we don't give account. You think that this, no, you're not, that your body is the temple of God and that you will give account of this body, what you have done with this body. It is not unto you, it is unto God who gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. You'll be there and, and deceive yourself and think that you are a lord of your own. Yeah. You have willpower to survive and to go through things. Yeah. Think about it. It doesn't work that way. We belong to somebody. When we give our lives to God, let me tell you, generations become better. If you read the history of Europe and America, Today, they have prospered. The antecedents of their prosperity is their fear of God, truthfulness. They've laid the foundation of, of honesty. There are some countries that don't pray and do these things, but if your phone falls down, nobody will take it. You hear the thing is in your pocket, they are removing it. Yeah, in your bag. They will cut their bag. They will sit by you in a car and cut their bag, open their bag nicely, and get down before they are stopped. Because they have taken your phone. They are going, what is a phone? People go and take newspapers and they put money. 
One person was telling us, in, in some parts of U.S., they travel, they, they were going to some place, they see corn that has been stocked up, then the price is there. So if you take it, you put the money back. It's like, you can't imagine. Here, I'm telling you, if you bring it here, with our religiosity and our prayer lifestyle, we will still, oh, we will take it. Thieves. Eating church, people come and steal phones. And steal money. People have stolen in my office before. I'm not afraid to come to the pastor's office and steal money from his drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Steal laptops. Yeah. Take people's money. Somebody's bag is there. You take money here in the church. They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen. We shall render him the fruits in their season. May you be somebody who gives to God what is due God. Because what you give back is for you. He doesn't need it. Yeah. What we give, what does God dollars, dollars, whatever currency, Eh? what? What can you offer? <laughs> that is so great that it's like God will be mesmerized and will be slain. If you don't give, God will not eat. He says, if I am hungry, a cattle on a thousand hills belong to me. I will not come to you to ask for food. <laughs> He's never hungry. He doesn't need anything. He created everything for us. So accountability empowers us. That's the difference between developed and undeveloped countries. When you see a church where people are poor, they don't account, they are not accountable to their leader. There are many people who are like that. It is almost as if when, when you are asked to make contribution, we want to deprive you of your life. I'm telling you, keep your whatever it is. Let those of you who believe, believe it. You will see that God is creating a wine press. You will see fruitfulness. And I've seen it. I've seen people who are changed. I've seen people who are established, who are fruitful. It's like giving your time to church, to, to, to be trained, to understand scripture more, to serve more, to do things, to join uh, 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 groups, to be a chorister, to be an usher. It is fruitfulness unto you. It's discipline. Yeah. You don't lose anything. I used to rob. There is no place in... One day I was going out to, uh, on a visitation with a bishop. He said, hey, this place, it looks like you, you live here. You know the place. It was very far from my house. But you see, when we were young, we used to roam. You know everywhere. You have time. You can roam a lot. You understand? Following girls, going for a party, going for this. You can hear of a party far away. You are going. It's like you are never tired. Yeah. And always, you always have something doing. So when I came into the church, I realized that I can't limit myself and be docile. Timid, as if I can't move. I can't do, I'm involved in everything. I am around all the time. And today it has been a blessing to me. Yeah. I gave my intellect, my mind, my things. I'm smarter than many people. If you, sit in, if you see my results, you will see that, yeah, this guy is a serious guy. Yeah. I haven't lost anything. When you give to God, he makes you better. 
my reasoning and my, my mental abilities have improved. My appreciation of life is different. Because see, what shall a man gain? A prophet, when he gains the whole world, if my desire is to be the richest man, the richest people have not stopped working because see, money doesn't bring fulfillment. Yeah. Are people who are, look, some of these stars that you idolize and things, they are very depressed because in spite of the fame, the money, the luxury, there is an emptiness about it. Yeah, it doesn't make you fruitful. Some of them can't stay in a marriage. They can't look after children. They are drug addicts. They are living hidden lives. They come dressed nice, looking nice, but they are on drugs, injections. I could just, who thought that this guy who says, heal the world, make it a better, make, he was broken. He was dying inside. He couldn't sleep. He, he, he needed painkillers. But meanwhile, the Bible says, for so, it, it is vain for you to rise up early, to eat the bread of sorrows, and to sit down late. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. You think you are working hard so you can enjoy your labor? No, let me tell you something. <laughs> there is something called rest in the Lord. Yeah, peace. When you understand it, sister, you got it. Let's be serious with God. Church, let's not play religion. You come when you want. You give when you feel like. But a foolish girl will call you right now. You will go and borrow money and give it to her. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. You don't need prayers. You need slaps. I'm telling you, you don't need prayers. No. It's a double life. You don't have it. One day a certain brother bought an expensive phone for a girl. And, 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 and you see, when the girl showed me the phone, I said, this guy gave it to you. Use it. Then he gave the phone because he said, oh, I like you. You know, lesbian. I mean. So the sister was so interested, but he gave the phone. I said, use it. Then later, the guy realized that, you know, it's not working. So he, he wanted to call it. Therefore, I said, tell him that he should come and see me. That was the end. <laughs> yeah. You are there. You are a man. It's like you, you, you don't even know the value of money. You want a woman, you entice her with material things. How can you keep a wife like that? You got to be crazy. Some of you won't listen to us. You make investments in the wrong place. You spend when you're not supposed to spend. You, you see, you are giving somebody something you don't have. You send credit, a little credit, then the credit that you have sent is more than you have. You will buy in the whole month. Yeah. Then somebody will, somebody will tell you, hey, call me, do this and call me. Then I didn't have credit. You have sent somebody your credit. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, in fact, we have to end the service. I have overshot my time. Please stand to your feet. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up your hands to the Lord and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Speak to the Lord. The spirit of wisdom. Fruitfulness is a seed of wisdom. Anybody who wants to be established must be patient with the Lord and must learn you know, it is the duty of leaders 
to lay a foundation for productivity. That's why they build hospitals to keep you healthy. And they build schools to feed you. <laughs> you know, in the church, there's no hospital. It is God. The blood of Jesus provides health for you. And the church feeds you. Jesus told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's what we do to you. Some, some of you don't appreciate it. That's the way some people don't appreciate school. They, some of you don't appreciate the church. So what we are teaching you, it, you go to school and pay school fees. Three months, you have paid a lot of money. There is, some of you can be in a church for 10 years. Your, 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 three, your one term school fees. Eh? You will not even give an equivalent of that for 10 years of your life in the church. Yeah. Because you see, you don't value the presence. And God doesn't need money. We don't need money. But you have to understand that there is a law, spiritual law in place where if your heart is really here, Jesus. that's where your treasure is. Jesus. That's where your investment is. Yes. Yeah. If you call some place a place of life, a source of livelihood, that's where you make your investment. Yeah. We have stayed in the church and invested our life, our intellect, our money, our families, everything is here dedicated yes. to God. And God has blessed us. And when we say it, you don't see. You don't see. But may your eyes open. Amen. Lift up your hands. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, God. Help us. Help us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Take away deception. Take away deception. Take away doubts. Take away doubts, Lord. Double-mindedness. Double-mindedness. Stabilize our minds, oh God. Jesus. Help us. Help us. We thank you. We thank you. We want to be fruitful. Jesus. Fill us with every wisdom. Oh, yes. Bless our lives, oh God. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We bless you. And we bless you. We give you glory. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed down to earth and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the word of God. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Our lives will never be the same again. My spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. 
life will never be the same. You, you see, you have to believe the things you say. When children are reciting a poem, you see, they say the words, but they don't understand it. But you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be like that. Because our life should never remain the same. You see, ask yourself, if, if things remain the same, you will not be happy. Eh? If things don't change, you will not be happy. And the only power that affects change is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let your name be praised in the sanctuary tonight. Please lift up an offering to thank God. Lift up an offering, everybody, to thank God for tonight. Charlie, somebody's properties are falling apart. That's it. It's a lot of bututs. A lot of bututs. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Lift up your offering. To God be the glory for his love and for his mercy, for his provision and for his protection. Thank you, Father, for tonight. We give to say we are blessed. And let your name be praised in the sanctuary. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so ushers, take the bags round and let the givers give. They say givers never lack, so may you never lack. May your life be filled with testimonies of God's goodness and God's mercy. May you experience supernatural provision in your life. You see, some people are not saying amen because this is what brings change. Yeah. Okay. Adam Abaro is calling somebody. <laughs> my spirit and my soul have been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Oh, it will never be the same. My spirit and my soul have been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, show us mercies. Let our lives be filled with testimonies of change, of progress, of abundance. We come against the, the spirit of lack. We have escaped the cycle of poverty around us. Let your name be praised in the midst of your people. Hallelujah. I am blessed to be here this evening.
I don't know about you, but some people don't believe. Wonderful. Ephesians chapter 5. Awake, O sleeper. I want us to read from verse 11. Where did we start from last week? We started from somewhere. Yeah, but let's read from verse 11. Tonight, I'm going to share on what it means to have no vision. Now, listen. The series is Awake, O Sleeper. And yet, last week, I tried to give you definitions of what it means to be asleep. I may give you more definitions later. There are more. What it means to be asleep. And then when you are asleep, you are unresponsive to your environment. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, if you like, try and sleep in church right now. You will not hear some things. You will not see some things. Do you get what I'm saying? Help you, Betty. Please sit here. Why are you sitting there? Where is Help you, Josephine? Where is she? Why? How can you sit there? Hey, sister, you want to bring trouble? Please come forward. A lady pastor or a pastor shouldn't sit at the back. I don't know who gave you that seat, but it's not a good seat to sit on. Pastor Thomas, come and sit here. Reverend Thomas, come and sit here. When I give you the seat, then you eject yourself. I don't understand you. Next time, if you don't sit here, I'll, I'll pond you in the service. Yeah. I don't understand. Beautiful. Yes, there must be a difference. Do you understand? Adam, you are feeling hot. Today is better. Today is better. I tell you. Oh, we've seen hotter days, hotter nights. Yesterday night was not easy. I don't know where you live, but yesterday night was not easy. And no light. Hey, they are killing us all. Hey, we should believe God to prosper and buy generators in our homes. If there's light of at least your room there, AC. Oh, when you buy 10 kVA, you can use AC for you and your children at least. Because you see, our children they become black not because of they are black children. It's the sun, the heat. <laughs> Some of you, if you travel somewhere, your face will be shining. I'm telling you, you look good there. I'm telling you, yeah. Wonderful. So, Ephesians 5.11 And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now, I don't, I think it's on Sundays that I'm preaching on fruitfulness. You see. And one of the things about Sleeping is that you are unproductive. You see, do you know why we sleep? We are tired. So we cease activity. That's why we sleep. If you like 
I've slept behind my car before, driving. And when I woke up, I was inside somebody's bottles. My car was spoiled. Yeah, a tow truck, a, a heavy tow truck. It was in traffic. I was tired. I had not slept in the night. And I had gone to drop the children in the morning. And I was coming home. And there was traffic. The traffic then I... Before I, I had bang, when I woke up, my car was damaged in front, and the tow truck, nothing happened to it. The guy looked at me, he was sorry. <laughs> so, you know what he did? He asked me, Well, uh, so what will I? I said, There's a mechanic on the road that I said he had to tow the car because my radiator and everything was leaking. So, he towed my car to the place. Charlie, at least the sleep cleared. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, you see, when you sleep, you are oblivious of your environment. You are cut off. It is just like death. You are, you are, I mean, you are not around. That's what, that's what it is. So, anybody who sleeps is unfruitful. So, you see, some of us, eh, we should ask ourselves whether we are awake or we are asleep. Many people don't want to admit that they are sleeping. So sometimes when we see people dozing, they say, are you dozing? No, 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 no. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can see that you are going. Ah, your eyes are closing, your mouth is opening. That's how some people sleep. This one goes down, this one comes up. You see that they do, they do like this. Everybody has your sleeping style. <laughs> when I preach, I see people in the church. Everybody has their sleeping style, I'm telling you. Church there, I'm telling you. See that? They are sitting down, then their head will be going up. As if they are seeing vision. It's not vision. Sleep time. Yeah. So it says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather, reprove them. When you are sensitive and you see danger, you naturally will not go into it. I mean, can you see a place where there is fire? Then you are going to it. I remember one time I was traveling and there was a tanker that had caught fire and it was in the middle of the road. Tanker. Fortunately, it was not petrol, it was diesel. But you see, even diesel is inflammable. Yeah. When, when it catches fire, you can't easily put it out. But petrol is highly inflammable because because <laughs> diesel burns with a lot of smoke. You can't easily put it out. And so what it meant was that the cars had stopped. Because you can't pass. Those who were coming stopped. Those who were behind stopped and then moved away. Because what you are seeing, eh, if you are not careful, you go and pass by. And the thing goes, brah. 
That's your end. You burn like charcoal. Yeah. Why? You don't see danger and comfortably walks by it. You see, a Christian who is awake should not live in sin. Don't make it a choice because sin eh, is, a, is a red flag. Something that you have been saved from. You think if it is, it's just like sickness. Can you imagine that you have a, a wild disease that can kill you? And then they do an operation. And then whatever the problem is, is solved. Now if they tell you that, look, you eat too much sugar or too much salt. Or you like too much fatty things. You don't eat healthy diet. So you have to check and maintain healthy diet so that you can prolong your life. You see that immediately you, you sit up. But some people don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. I have a video that a certain guy went to a doctor. And they told him that he should not be drinking alcohol because he has diabetes and he has problems. So he should not. So he said, okay. He came back and he told his friends, I have taken the advice in good faith. And his decision is that he will not visit the doctor again. Oh. <laughs> it's like, who, say, who can live without drinking? And then as he was talking, he took his beer and he drank it. Yeah. He's ready to die. Some people are suicidal. That's why some of you, you see, you are still engaged in unfruitful works of darkness. You are fornicating. You are watching pornographic videos. You are lying. You are lying. So, some people are professional liars. Where are you? I'm in Serekunda. Meanwhile, you are, ba- you are a Baka. There is no reason why you should lie. But you will lie. Where do you live? I live in Fajara. Meanwhile, you live in Bakao. Who is this boy? He's my friend. But he's, he's your boyfriend. I, I remember a, a church lady, a lady who introduced uncle, <laughs> uncle to me, uncle, uncle. Hey, she, 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 she was bold and looked at me in the face and told me that her uncle has rented a, an apartment for her. I want to pray and dedicate the apartment. No, no, we, uncle is not uncle. Oh. One day, <laughs> uncle came to suck her from the place. And then her friend was the one who came to tell us that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you see, uncle was very old. And she had some young guy. So uncle came to the house in the night unannounced and came to meet this guy. He had eaten, he was bare chested in his boxes and feeling free. Say, hey, me, my house that I've rented for you. The lady looked at the pastor's face and said that it's my uncle was. And we're happy that your uncle has rented a place for you. Is that not a blessing? How many of you have uncles who can rent places for you? (laughs) 
So it's a command. Do you understand? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Cast them out of your life. Because they will bring you shame. You see, there are some things you can do. Ah, one day. Uh, if you eat curry a lot and you go to the loo, your stomach will show you that you have eaten curry. Yes. Verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. You see, Paul is taught to Christians who are very secretive. I told you one of the signs of being asleep is secret, secret, uh, secrecy. It's like death. Look, in your bedroom, you don't know how you sleep. One day, a certain thief went to a certain brother's house. <laughs> <laughs> And he was able to steal things that he wanted. And when the brother woke up and realized, the, the, the guy even came to their room, took their, his phone and his wife's phone. And you see, he was very, he, he said, his anger was not because of what the guy had stolen. His anger was because he and his wife, they were naked <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> So, if the guy has taken pictures, or so, he can't even tell. So, it's not like the stealing was not a problem. Because he was in his secret chamber. And he was feeling free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, what pained me was that the guy came into the room. It's not even the phone and the money and the things that he took back. The fact that we, me and my wife were sleeping naked and then he entered the room and took what he wanted. I said, when you wake up, I'm telling you, you can't be happy. <laughs> yeah. So he said that. It is, he said, because of this, I will, I will build, my next house will be a story building. And when he built the story building, the, when you are going upstairs, he has a security door. And that security door, the way he has fixed it, you can't break it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some of you, the way you sleep, if you hear, Sache, you, you make a mistake and you wake up. You come out. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> yeah. Tell you. It is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Verse 13. Let's read. We are reading the Bible. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. You see, when you try to do right things, you are, you, you don't, you are not shy. Yeah, you are not shy. You have married. You have your wife. Bible says, marriage is honorable among all, the bed and defiled. 
what you are doing with your wife, you are not shy. If it's a some secret girl, be don't want anybody. Don't want anybody to know. You see, many brothers when they meet the girls, they say, "Let's wait and know ourselves." They are liars. They do because they know it's not right, so they don't want anybody to know. But you, too, in the simplicity of your mind, you think that he wants to keep his secret so that we know ourselves for some time. He wants to keep his secret. Any brother who is like that is a bad boy. I'm telling you. We have all been like that in times past. It's like, I should come and visit you at home and, and meet your mother and meet your father. No, 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 no. It's not part of the mathematics. You are not ready to meet father and mother. We will only come when they are not in the house. Because mm, you are not ready for responsibility. So they lie to you. And when somebody wants to be open, you see, they are not shy to declare it. Yeah. All things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. So that's why when you are a Christian, your life is in the open. You know what? Where you live. There's some people they don't even want people to know where they live. You know where you work. You don't lie about where you work. You know who your father is, who your mother is. Some people are shy. They, 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 they even don't want to point out who their parents are. I'm telling you. I've seen people like that. Verse 14. This is it. Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. Awake, thou that sleepest. Anybody who lives in darkness when you are sleeping, one of the last things you do is put off light. Unless those who are afraid of things in the dark. They put up, they use light. And now that now work is taking the light, I'm sure you, some of you can't sleep. Not because of the heat, because there's no light. Mm. You're afraid to sleep in the dark. Verse 15. Let's read on. See then, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Beautiful. Now, what does it mean to be asleep? It means you have no vision, number one. Or what it means to have no vision. That's rather the the title. What it means to have no vision. Close your eyes to sleep. You can't see anything. You can't see. You You don't have sight. And you see, the Bible is using metaphors. It's almost like a blind person doesn't see physically. But 
your inability to even see the road, see things, doesn't mean that you can't also see into the future. You can't have dreams. That's why you have people like Stevie Wonder who are gifted, who have used their gifts and they've profited from it. Ray Charles, many other people, blind people. And you see people who are also gifted like that and they have eyes, but you can't hear of them. Yeah. So, what does it mean to have no vision? Number one, Sleeping means you lack a vision for your life. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. Where is a famous scripture? Proverbs 29, 18. Any Christian should know this scripture by now. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. It means what gives you vision is the word of God that you keep. If you don't keep God's word, you don't have a vision. You see, you want to marry. Unbelievers want to marry. You want to get a job. Unbelievers want to get a job. You want to build a house. Unbelievers want to build a house. You want money. Unbelievers want money. You want to buy a nice car. Unbelievers want to buy a nice car. That in itself is not a vision. <laughs> These things are not visions. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And remember something that God said. Whosoever believeth in his son should not perish. So, if you have a lot of money today, you are the richest man in Gambia, richest woman in Gambia, most beautiful girl in Gambia. Eh? You are the best dressed and what other foolish titles people want? Sexiest girl. Eh? And what? Eh? Most fashionable man. Fashion icon. Fashion icon. Fashion icon. You want to be a football star. So you train. You want to play football like Ronaldo. So you watch Ronaldo's videos. You want to bend it like Beckham. You want, you, you want to kick free kicks like Beckham and score like Beckham and Ronaldo. So you have been training. You want to play like Messi. Hey, people have, you see, these things, people, it's in the thoughts of people, but it is not a vision. When you are sitting in the church and this is all that you aspire to, you got no vision in life. You got no vision in life. That's what it means. That's why the whole world lieth in waste. Do you know why? Because the whole world is pursuing one thing. In pursuit of happiness. So they think that getting money, marrying, having children. Look, having children sometimes for some people means beginning of depression. Oh yeah. There are women who give birth and they become paralyzed. They develop conditions that make them immobile for the rest of their years. It's like, you want money. You don't know the results. And you can have the money. Nobody has money for the money to make that person happy and fulfilled. You can be driving the nicest car. I've seen girls who drive beautiful cars. They are not happy. 
I've seen guys, when you sit in their cars, you see, man, Lord Almighty, when shall we be driving such cars? But as they are sitting in the car, their mind is not even there. I'm telling you, those things are not there. The church should not be like the world. We are marrying, we are going to school. Some of you ladies, what, you see, when we are, I'm preaching, you are coming to disrupt me. Beautiful. Glory to God. Yeah. I'm saying that some guys have a lot of things, money, this, that, but it's not happiness. The, 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 the things that the world is looking for, if that's all that we also aspire for, there's something wrong. What shall a man profit if he gains the whole world? And nobody has gained the whole world. Everybody has a portion. If even the whole of Gambia is for you, how big is Gambia in terms of the world? Eh? There are people who, who are kings, and it's almost like the whole nation belongs to them. But you see, even that one, they are limited. They will die. They will give account of their lives. What they have doesn't take them anywhere. Material possessions can't preserve you. No man profits if he gains the whole world. And nobody on earth has ever gained the whole world. You see, the reason why God wants us to be awake is because if we sit in the church and we organize prayer meetings for marriages, some of you, as you are here, the only prayer you want is a marriage. Yeah. And so many sisters, it's like they try different guys and sometimes they don't care the background of the person as long as the person is showing interest and love. So they meet all kinds of strange men. They go on escapades, excursion, SS Apapa. They sit on on, on (laughs) uh, 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 ships and go on excursion, travel to places that deep sea. Deep sea. They meet all kinds of guys. Go to all kinds of places. They have friends that can link them to meet all kinds of people in pursuit of happiness, fulfillment. A man cannot make you happy. It's not a vision to have. You see, rather, if you, if you take up God, you say, happy is he that keepeth the law. You know, if you take God's work and God's, God's word, as you are doing it, I'm telling you, somebody will see you and come after you. But you are, you are bending the bridges to go after men. You are overdressing, borrowing to look nice, going to places you shouldn't go, just because maybe you meet some guys. Sometimes when you are there, people give you pressure. Hey, you won't go home, hey, you won't go out, you, you want a, a, a man, you are sitting in the house, you have made yourself like an old lady. Eh? So, in, you, you yourself, you are feeling guilty that, you know, you are just, like, you have to dress, you have put on uh, that thing that they put in the middle, what is it called? Your, your whole body is paining you, but you are walking in the sun. Hey! As you are walking, your stomach, you have bind 
you bound your stomach. Eh? In this heat. Look, I remember many years ago, I, I tried. There was a lady who was selling some in church and she brought it. I said, look, let me try. Look, when I tried the thing, I said, women, pa, you are wicked. Oh. You punish yourself. Because the thing is so easy. Oh. Hey! I said, no, 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 no. You can wait the whole day. You are special. <laughs> yeah. Because you want your stomach to be tucked in. It's important to, to, to tuck it in. Because when we see, we like. When we see, we like. If your value before a man is what he sees, you have no value. Body is nothing. No. That's why women spend money. Look, there was a lady who spent 30,000 pounds on body enhancement. Her breast, her, her, her tummy, her, her butt, and then she started having medical complications. And now she's on YouTube advising people against it. I've forgotten her name. I will check and send it to you. <laughs> if even you care. Spent money. You see, at a point you become ugly. Because what is not natural there, it falls away. Yeah. Like your vision is to be the most beautiful girl. The happiest, I, I want the happiest marriage. What is, what is the happiest marriage? Do they give awards in heaven for happy marriages? John Wesley, the founder of Methodist Church, his wife was almost a mad woman, tormenting him. Telling you. But he was doing this. It's like he's glorified. David also married somebody like John Wesley's wife, Mikal. He loved the girl and killed 200 men to marry her. Yeah. But you see, his heart was for God, not for after women. So the day the woman opened her mouth and, and looked down upon him and said, look at you, you say you are a king. You are a bushman. You are dancing before these little girls. Look at them. Dancing with you. And then David said, hey. Is that what you are saying? It was before your father that I was anointed king. And me, I come from the bush. When he was in the bush, when they tell some of you to marry that Fulani boy, you won't marry him. <laughs> you will come and tell your, your friends, hey, Lord, one, one day a sister came to church and, and she was depressed because she said, she said, a certain brother in the van looked at her and said, sister, you are beautiful. Can I take your number? When she looked at the guy, he said, what have I done for this boy to look at me and tell me I'm beautiful? He likes me. Yeah, it's pride. Yeah, but you see, you see, you see, because of how you have projected yourself. For some of you, the way you look at yourself, when some people even call you, excuse me, the way you, the way you, you behave. Yeah, the way you do your face. Yeah, that's how David was. I mean, can you see? All your mates are going to school. You, you, are, you are a shepherd in the bush. A few sheep. The way you will be smelling. I don't think he even made any effort to propose to any girl. 17 year old boy, 18 year old boy. No. 
It was God. And when God favored him, you see the woman singing. Saul has killed a thousand. David has killed ten thousand. Uh-huh. Hmm? So, you see, sometimes, eh, sister, you know, your beauty, the Bible says beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful. You know, many of you want to charm us. Yeah. Some of you, you have learned, you, you look in the mirror and learn how to smile. So that when you smile to a guy, oh, all the blood will leave the head and descend. <laughs> and you see, sometimes it works oh, for silly boys. You, 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 you look at her. Then you, you see your friends, your friends, they coach you. So, as you look at the guy, you smile. The guy also looks and <laughs> he starts licking his lips. It's like, it's working. It's working. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a useless vision. Because these things, uh, when you have it, it makes you unhappy. But it says, happy is he that keepeth the law. Many of you sisters, you see, I keep saying that you are not serious, you are asleep. The Bible means nothing to you. God's word. You have been a Christian for so many years. Singing in the church, in the choir. Every day you sing, you look at us with smiles. But when you leave the church, you go home and cry. Why? Because, you see, the most important thing that you need is the word in you. It's not the show. If, if, you see, I like preaching, but the reality is that, you see, life eh, is beyond preaching. You can preach and then you go home depressed. Yeah. Can scream and shout and prophesy. And then when you go, you and your wife, you are going to fight. As you are going home, hey, oh Lord, my God. You are afraid to go home. Hey, I'm telling you. There are people like that. Sometimes there are some presidents who are afraid of their wives. Oh yeah. You think you are a president. <laughs> you have a senior president in the house. <laughs> Your, 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 your chief of uh, staff, your, your chief of staff salutes, salutes you. Your army commander salutes you. Your head of security salutes you. When you come, the nation plays the national anthem and lifts up the flag and they give you salute. When you enter a room, everybody stands up. When you are going out, everybody's car is parked. We have to let you pass. You are na- number one man in the house, but in your home, there is somebody who is higher than you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. There's somebody. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm telling you. Beautiful. You see, when you have God's word in your heart, it gives you a vision. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I saw the scripture. And it gave me a purpose for my life. 
And that's what has brought me here. I want to ask you, which word of God is your whole life and your faith built on? You know, Bishop told us, he saw this word, give thyself holy. That's why, as a doctor, he gave up the medical practice and decided to do, become a pastor full-time, even though he knew he would be poor. Because, I mean, somebody from a rich home, good background, gone to medical school, his father wants to sponsor him to go and do a specialist course. And then he says, it's over. Because of the scripture, give thyself holy. That your profiting may appear unto all. And today, he gave himself holy to God. And his profiting has appeared to the world. To the world. When, wherever he travels to, he meets presidents. Yeah. Presidents, prays for them. They kneel down and then he prays for them. <laughs> yeah, he has led presidents to Christ. Yeah. Can you imagine? You, which scripture do you stand on? Me, this is my scripture. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It, it's, it's a vision. It's like, now, it's not about me. For me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. That's Paul. You see, the word of God gives you a purpose. A vision means a purpose. What is marriage? Can you use any scripture to, to even you see marriage is is, is a human is, is a human fulfillment? Like when you marry, it's a blessing. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Paul said, "It it will be better you don't marry, but if you can't hold it, marry." It's true. Because sometimes many of the problems is because you have married. You'd have been better being single. You, but you understand it. You are chasing after something. Some of you, you are not ready for marriage, but you want to marry. The way you talk to men, every man, if even you meet a foolish man, you have to respect him as a woman. Yeah. If you say you, you have met a foolish man, who, who, who is your husband? You have to respect him. Because you are more foolish than him. That's why you accepted him. Yeah. More foolish than him. When you see the foolishness, you have to pray for yourself that, look, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom to handle this man. That's what Abigail did. Abigail saw that my husband, uh, there's something wrong with him. So I will cover his shame. Think well. And that's why David called for, him, for her. When the, 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 he saw a woman who has wisdom. No, of you that God's word is not the fear of God is not there. So you talk anyhow. You talk to it's when you when you start by talking to boys anyhow. That's how you talk to men. That's how you talk to elderly people. You are practicing. Number two. Sleeping means you lack a spiritual vision for your ministry. The first one is that you lack a vision 
for your life. Where's your life? How, how do you want to live? What do you want to do? Then when it comes to your ministry, it's also about your life, but it's enhanced. This one, God is in it. You see, it's just like a child who is growing up and you want to be rich and have this. I'll buy this, I'll buy this, I'll buy this. You don't think about your father and your mother. Meanwhile, as you are in the house, everything they are thinking about is you. That's why you see some people there. When they prosper, it is almost as if their father and their mother are cursed. So they don't want to have anything to do with them. There was a lady, in fact, a friend's senior sister. They come from a rich family. And the girl was very proud. We, we all remember her. Hey! She was very intelligent, very smart. So, and she was beautiful. And everything went into her head. She doesn't care who you are. She will address you. Yeah. Her father will talk. Her mother will talk. When she finished school and she got a job, she actually got a, a, an international job with, with one of these uh, financial institutions in the U.S. She was working in a bank and they poached her. She was very excellent. So she went to live in the U.S. And she cut herself off. It's like, I, no, even when they travel, they can't even go to her place. Yeah. That's how she was. And, and she couldn't marry. Very selfish. She couldn't marry. When her mother died, she was coming for the funeral. Your mother has gone. She bought a wreath and sat in a business class and paid for a seat and put the wreath on the seat in the business class to bring it to her. But you see, for some reason, the mother had said that when she dies, no, they shouldn't put wreaths on her tomb. So when she came, they <laughs> her wreath, I'm telling you, I used to have the picture many years ago. Hey! You see that what has gone into it? Is it to what purpose? Mommy says she doesn't want it. You didn't obey her when she was alive. But as she has died, we won't let you dishonor her. You can't take this wreath to the cemetery. And she couldn't do anything. We don't know what she did with it. Yeah. When you don't incorporate people into your life, you don't think about your parents, you don't think about your pastor, you don't think about your father, you don't think about your mother, you don't think about anybody you have blessed. You, no, you have never blessed anybody. You only think about yourself. You live in, a, in, 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 in an expensive apartment. Yeah. Where she lived, very expensive. It's like your your siblings travel. They come, nobody can come and live with you. Like, no, no, no. She doesn't. She's busy. This that no, she doesn't. She's made it clear. It's like I want my life, family, people. This I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not into these things. Isolated. She comes. She now when she came, she 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 felt uncomfortable. You see, pride didn't make her even accept that she's feeling uncomfortable. Hmm? When. When you don't have God's word, you see, this is, this, these are the products. You think you are self-made. 
You live for nobody. You are not accountable to anybody in life. Hey. Number two, sleeping makes you look, sorry, makes, uh, makes means you lack a spiritual vision for your ministry. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. Acts 2, 17. And it shall come to pass. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. And it shall come to pass, quickly, in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. What visions and what dreams? If God is giving you dreams and visions, ask yourself, where will it draw you to? It will draw you to serve him. Yeah. It will draw you. That's God. God doesn't give foolish visions. Some of the dreams that you have, they are foolish dreams. You have a dream that, hey, every day you are climbing a plane. (laughs) When you are just about to enter, then the dream ends. (laughs) It means I have to go to America and my family people are not allowing me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? It's not a vision. No, I'm not talking about those ones. Some sister said, I've been I've been having dreams that I'm I'm wearing a wedding gown. Hey, there is no man in your life. There's nobody. Then you are dreaming of wedding. Somebody has married you already. Normally, let me tell you something. Some of you, because you are not serious with God, that's why you get some dreams. When I was young, I used to have certain dreams. I'm telling you. I can't even, I won't say them. You two, you haven't told me yours. (laughs) Yeah. But, you see, when I became a Christian and became serious, I realized that those things were very demonic. Sometimes you don't understand it. It, it. It just disturbs you. You ask questions. You, you can see when you have a certain dream, you can know that this dream is not correct. I mean, one of the ones I can share is that I used to dream that I'll be running and then I'll jump from a high place. Then I'll come and land. You see, when, when you land like that, you feel it in your leg. And when I'm asleep and I land, I wake up. It's almost like you have actually jumped and, and landed. Yeah. Yeah. All those things were demonic dreams. Though. I'm telling you. Because see, God's word was not in me. How can you have God's word and still have evil, evil visitations? When I became a Christian and I started praying, fasting, reading God's word, listening to gospel music, because those times there was no gospel music. It was Bob Marley. It was R. Kelly. It was Peter Tosh. It was Bernie Spear. It was Bunny Willa. It was, uh, 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 I mean, I've forgotten some of them. Yeah. Useless. They fill you with things. Yeah. But I now began to have encounters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet dreams. All those dreams stopped. All of them. They ended. 
Some of you, your, your, your negative dreams have not ended up to today because you see, God's word is not in you. If he pours his spirit on you, how can another spirit be, fill you? It doesn't happen. Is it this? Look, you can have a dream and see a demon and you know that I've had the dream, I've seen snakes that I've killed them in the dreams. But I remember when I used to see snakes and Charlie, you see that, no, they are trying to bite you, they are trying to, when you wake up, you are afraid. You say, hey, you don't know what to do. Yeah, but now they don't come because if they come, I'll kill them. (laughs) I will hit them. That's power. God's power. I will put my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young girls, your tongue has not changed. Yeah. When Saul met uh, uh, prophet Samuel, he began to prophesy when the anointing was poured on him. And then everybody said, is Saul also among the prophets? Because his words had changed. He was speaking like how the prophets spoke. That's how come they identified that there's something. You see, the fact that you haven't changed, your tongue has not changed, what you say has not changed, is also a sign that the spirit of God, you have not allowed, you have not received it. So, so there is, there is no spiritual goal in your life, no vision to serve God. Your young men shall see visions. And old men shall dream dreams. Dreams are fulfillment of what you have achieved. And visions are purposes for your life. And young people must have a purpose. You must have it. And, and, and when you are with God, you can't say that. It's like when you ask, what do you want to do? They don't know what to do. But what they want to do is they want to marry. So you see somebody who is not right in the head, who has been through relationships and doesn't know how to handle relationships, has met foolish boys who sleep with her and, and, and lie to her. And she, once another boy goes, the boy goes away, she wants to fill the, the vacancy, vacancy, security man. Like the gate cannot be left alone. Somebody must stand at the gate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Watchman. And you hear that? I, I can't be alone. I can't be alone. I, I, I need a man. You need a man. You want? You understand? That's your vision. It's like, that's you are lost. You, need a man. you don't need a man. You need school. You need education. You need enlightenment. You need understanding. You need a vision for yourself. You, sometimes you see, you see, one day I was speaking to a guy that a lady introduced to me. You see, I told the lady that, you see, this guy, as he's talking, what do you even think? He, he himself, he doesn't know what he wants. He's like, I, I want to marry, I've m- met somebody who, 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 who is like a soulmate. Look at the foolish talk. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Have you gone to school? Are you working? I'm living with my aunt. Have you rented a place? If you are going to marry, what do you do? Any boy who wants to marry, have your place that you rent first. Get a bed. Good bed. That's all. Get a stove that your wife will use to cook. Because if we marry, where, where will we sleep? We need a bed that doesn't make noise. That will not break. 
Strong bed. Or you are young people and strong. You have not bought, bought a mattress before. You have not bought a bed before. You want to put a wife on whose mattress? You are not serious. And some of you sisters, you won't understand it. You will think that we don't want you to marry. So you are better off not telling us. Yeah. You have no vision. The guy has no vision. He's supposed to be your head. The head doesn't think. Then you, the neck to you can't turn well. It's a problem. Tell you. Yeah. You see that the two of them, eh, they fight. One day we had a, 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 a call. One of our church members was in police station. She and her beloved, they fought. Oh, they fought. The guy broke mirror, pushed her. She had cuts. She too. Hey, she took a, a suitcase with things and flew it. They scattered their room and their house. The, the landlady couldn't. Uh, uh, it's like, no, 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 no. Brought police. Yeah. You are not married, though. And you are in this. Yeah. If there is something in front of you, you won't fight. You see, many people who fight, men who beat their wives, yeah, they don't think. They are not qualified. Because the Bible says that if you are a, 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 a pastor, you shouldn't be a striker. When your wife says something, or you slap. Hey, pastor. God wants the best. Because you see, your wife can be the most difficult church member. If you learn to handle her, you meet people like her in the church. Plenty. Yeah. If you can't handle her, you you end up beating church members. (laughs) I know somebody who stopped the church because the pastor beat him. Uh, beat him well, 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 I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You say you are a shepherd. You don't understand what a shepherd A shepherd means somebody who has sheep. That's your vision. A shepherd is not somebody who is in school, who is doing masters. Who works in the bank? A shepherd is the keeper of sheep. And as far as you are in the house of God, you must have sheep. A pastor is a shepherd. Is your vision, do you care? You see, what your vision is, it drives you. If they give you a job at the bank and, 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 and you know that, look, they say you should bring $100,000 every month or whatever. I'm just deposit from whatever, you will see that you will be moving around, talking to people, come and open an account, come and do deposit, come and open savings, come and, oh, you are, I'm at this bank, they say, no, no, our bank is best, I mean, trying to convince, hey, because you see, that's, that they've given you a vision, but when, when you come to church, you see, you are a banker, they say, bring 100,000, 
I remember many people used to harass me. They would come. I mean, I know bankers. This uh, customer service, whatever. They, they are, even the branch manager has targets. So the branch manager too will come and come and convince you when you come, we'll help you do this, do that, do that. Because they know that when you come, your turnover is like, what the business you are doing, your turnover will make them hit their targets. Me, I, I used to be with a certain branch of a bank in Accra. I knew that me and two customers were giving them their turnover. Yeah. They, knew, they used not to play with me. When they come, they will talk to you. This, this, this. At a point, it wasn't easy. Hmm? Yeah. You see, the banker knows the vision. You are a teacher. You want your students to pass. You, are, you have to finish the syllabus. You have to teach them. And after the teaching, you also get something. So you are doing extra classes and all survivor. You are visiting people. You, are, you don't remain in their classroom because you know that when you remain in their classroom, you'll be poor. So after school, you go to people's home. I, I, I can teach your children. I can help them this. I can help them this. I can help them that. But before you realize, all those ones that you have gathered is even more than your salary. So a shepherd... They say, they say, sheep, bring five. I, 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 you see, everybody in the church, I've told everybody, bring five, invite five people. You don't care. It's not a vision you share. You are a shepherd. You don't have sheep. You don't have sheep. All you want is a beloved. It's a beloved. As you are coming to church, you have polished your face and raised your breast because you want a beloved. You see, how many of you have a vision? It's like, you have a vision for ministry. It's like, you want to see people come to church. You want to see your friends come to church. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's confessing. You see, you can't say it. And she's serious. One of the most serious people in the church. One day when you see her bless, you'll be jealous. Yeah. God, eh? Yeah. Take up God's work. There's some people when they get a job, what they are told to do, they won't do it well. They want money. Recently, one, there was a demonstration in Ghana. One sister, left, she, was, she went for the demonstration and I hear she was talking against the government, calling the office of the president thief's home. The home of thieves. Yeah, the, the office of the president, the, the, the seat of the, the the seat of government, where the president's yeah, he, he calling it the house of thieves, talking this that. When she finished, her people who have employed her, they sacked them. So it, it's like look at look at the energy and and the and the zeal you have put into this. It's like you bring all of us into shame. You, 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 everybody will identify you with us. It's as if we are supporting you. No, no, that's not what we stand for. That's not our vision. That's not our vision. They have fired her. Hey. Come and see her now. Hmm? The people that you have followed, let them employ you. Hmm? When you take up useless things, it doesn't give you any value. It, the, the thing that you are supposed to do, you don't put energy in it. Many of, many of you, look, this church, many of you, you are asleep. You don't care 
whether you, as you are sitting here, even if you don't see somebody in church, do you call the person? When you hear something bad has happened, hey, have you heard? Hey, as for that one, you come and sit down and slap your thighs and open your mouth and give and take a seat. Hey, have, have you heard this sister? <laughs> Gossip. You call and send messages. But, but you are not interested in the soul. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. The church is it for only me. Okay, leave it for me. I will do the work. And God will bless me. Uh, if, if you are part of it, you to do it. Do yours. Sometimes you don't see blessings because you, see, you are when you are asleep, eh, you are unresponsive. When there is food and you are asleep, they eat. They don't wake you up. Is that also? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you are not you are not available. Out of garbage area. That's what it is. Yeah. So sometimes you see the blessing that is coming because you are asleep. You will never get it. You can't even see what is happening. Some of you, you don't see what God is doing. So, you are not partakers of the burden. There's no spiritual goal. There is no vision. As you are coming, you don't care. Me, I've seen people eh, who are very carnal. And it's like, anytime they are coming to church, they are coming because it's like they, they, they don't want to dress. I'm telling you. you you see as if it's a competition oh yeah you can you can change the church into something that it shouldn't be and you are coming because of yeah. there was a brother who came to follow a sister i said i said you, you the day you get the the day you get the sister you you, you you will not be serious oh no 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 i'll be serious i'll be serious i'll be serious i'll be serious when you get what you want you are finished. One sister, she got appointment. She said she wants to make one million dollars in government. Too. She wants to make one million dollars and resign. Foolish girl. <laughs> oh, they sat there. They sat there. The people who will not talk, they will make more than one million dollars. <laughs> That's not why you are here. If you come and say such things, you make all of us look like thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Young girl, young, and she had a future. She could have been in it and grown and, and had appointments after appointments and moved into different levels. Young girl, when she said that, thing, that was the end. They sat there. They sat there. This is how you are starting life. Your first appointment as a deputy minister, you say you want to make one million dollars. Bush girl. Your dream is not even big. All I want is a husband. You are a fool. All you want is a husband. And when you get a husband, you leave the church. All I want is a wife. Then you, get, you, you don't you understand life. Fool. When you have a husband, you have nothing. When you have a wife, you have nothing. All I want is a child. All I want is a job. When you get these things, then you leave God. You don't understand it. You are going nowhere with your life. You get some small money. You, you even to give tight, it's like you, you stop paying tight because now you have the money that you want. You you see, you you don't think far. Yeah, don't think far. 
God raised Israel out of slavery and said and gave them gold, diamond, all precious ointments. And, and then he said, let them come and give as many as they want. At that time, nobody had a house. Nobody had land. They didn't even have clothes. No, nobody's child was going to school. There was no hospital, no restaurant. Nobody was cooking. There was nothing to cook. They were being fed by God in the wilderness. And they were drinking from streams, rocks. And then God comes to them and says, give. I mean, I, I know some of you would say, this Moses is not correct. We, we don't have anything. Instead of you to think of our future and, and help us to get to the land that God has promised for us to build with what we have and start things, let our children go to school to become lawyers, doctors. Now that the money that you, you, you gave us, you said we should give it back. A little money. But that act is what has made Israel great yeah. up to today. And they are envied. Yeah, yeah. They are envied. Because God is with them. Their goal, and every Jew, their goal is to protect what God has given them. The land, you see, the reason why they are fighting with Palestine is because the land is for them. God gave it to them. And because they also backslid, God drove them out. And then they were scattered all over the world. Then when they started coming back, they came to fight a war and took over the lands. But by the time they came, where the Temple Mount was, where Solomon's temple was built, when they, they broke it down, the Palestinians came to build their mosque. And claim that the land is there. Jerusalem cannot be for them. Jerusalem is the city of God. The city of David. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there. Yeah. Yeah. When God is with you, eh? You see blessings that go into your children's life forever and ever. Today, some of you, if, if you are not there, your children will forget you. When they remember you, they'll be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have been a blessing, they are fighting for the heritage of Jacob, of, of, of Israel. Jacob is Israel, of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. They are fighting for their father's heritage because he was a great man. You who fight, your children, even the house that you have built, they will not live there. They won't come there again. Yeah. They won't come there again. Yeah. Because there is nothing in your heart for God. Awake, thou that sleepest. Ladies and gentlemen, stand to your feet. Our time is up. <laughs> Lift up your right hand and thank God. Lift up your right hand. Thank God. Bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Help us. Oh, yes. Awake. Pray that you will not be like somebody who is asleep. Unresponsive. No vision for your life. No vision for ministry. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Having a vision for your life is living for God. Yes, and Jesus. having a vision for ministry is finding something specific to do. That service, having ministry for service, 
This is what I do in the church. When you have been in the church for years, you do nothing. You don't have any vision. Jesus. Look at the investment you make and the time you put into your work. When you come to church and we, we, I preach for even one and a half hours, you are angry. There are many people, when I finish preaching, they get up and they go. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't respect God. You don't have time. You come late. Jesus. When I fini finish preaching, you go. They don't even give offerings. Jesus. As if they are busy. You are busy. You don't have any goal. You don't have any goal spiritually. You don't respect that presence. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. But don't be like such people. Yes. It says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. People are living in darkness, doing, doing shady things, shameful things that shouldn't be mentioned. Lying, fornicating, going to devilish places, parties, evil associations, people that God doesn't like, God despises. They are their acquaintances, confidants. Your life is open to the world, but not to God. How do you want this God to bless you? You receive a reward where you are. But not from the house of God. Help us, Lord. To be different and to be a blessing. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. God richly bless.